Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com. On Twitter at IIB, at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick. On the Twitter box, uh, the big story is not how I'm doing on the Wordle, which is excellent, by the way. It is uh, Purdue and IU splitting up, each one of them saying, it's not you, it's me, going their separate ways, but not going their separate ways. IUPUI changing altogether. What's the story? Yeah, uh, big news. Uh, it certainly has been in the works for some time. It caught a lot of uh, more than a few people maybe uh, by surprise when it was announced uh, by the uh, boards of trustees of each university last uh, last Friday. But it's uh, really a strategic, was being built as a strategic uh, a revamp. Indiana University uh, uh, will have kind of the nameplate, if you will, but Purdue uh, will maintain its, uh, its presence here in a big way. In fact, Mitch Daniels believes this can uh, help grow Purdue's presence in Indianapolis. They expect to grow enrollment in the city by at least a thousand, maybe more. Uh, put some new programs and and things in place uh, as well. So uh, it is supposed to be uh, ready to go, Tony, uh, for the beginning of the 2024-25 academic year. Uh, but the process, in many ways, is is uh, uh, still still underway. Now. I get how IU benefits, right? They've already had the domination there, the vast majority of degrees, the signage. Purdue's plan is what? There's still a couple of degree programs that'll take place there through when the split happens in 2024. But their plan is to start a whole new school in Indianapolis. How does that go? In a sense, I know they're going to put a branch of their Applied Research Institute. Uh, it's either going to be uh, on the IUPUI campus or very near uh, near it. They're going to take full responsibility for the engineering, computer science, and tech pro- uh, programs uh, that are here now. Uh, so, you know, it, it is a, it is a it is a different. Uh, uh, a day, if you will, it will be for Purdue in Indianapolis. And uh, the IV piece of this got a lot of attention, uh, deservedly so, uh, when it was announced on Friday. But, uh, you know, Purdue's Mitch Daniels tells us that uh, that this is a growth opportunity for Purdue. So you'll be seeing more programs and more presence, uh, maybe more visibility uh, for Purdue uh, in Indianapolis. And this gets back to, to that connection between the university, uh, IU and Purdue individual, but individually, but also collectively, and how they connect and provide uh, a pipeline of, of graduates that really connect with the business community, the needs of business and industry in central Indiana and around the state. Talking to Gary Dick inside IndianaBusiness.com. On Twitter, excuse me, at IIB, uh, there's also been a lot of talk about what's going on at the airport. So they're they're redoing yeah. the, uh, the, the the runways. Look, you've got you've got multi-ton vehicles slamming down on you day in and day out. Uh, eventually, you're going to have to redo this. But the question is, is the runway project part of a growth project? No question about it. Uh, and the, it really began earlier this year. Airport officials and some politicians showed it off last week, if you will. This is a big rebuild of one of the two big runways there at the airport. Nearly $200 million uh, is is the price tag on a lot of it coming from the federal government. Uh, 2,700 jobs, construction jobs during the uh, couple of years this will be underway. In fact, it's so big that they're going to be pouring enough concrete to build a two-lane highway between Indianapolis 
and Terre Haute. <laughs> so that's a lot of concrete. But Mario Rodriguez was on the show this week, and he said this is about really establishing the footprint, if you will, uh, that that uh, uh, structural footprint for the next 40 years at the airport. And he believes that this will be instrumental in getting more nonstops, including potentially, and the, the betting is now that it will happen, uh, a, a nonstop uh, to Europe uh, to resume, uh, to get a new nonstop for, uh, to Europe. Paris, of course, that nonstop was, uh, went away during the pandemic in April of 2020. There's a real feeling that um, uh, Indy's going to get another nonstop to, uh, to Europe. With that, let me bring you over, Gary Dick, to uh, your sister there at the IBJ. Because the IBJ has a story from Mickey Shuey, who, uh, of course, uh, reports about real estate, real estate happenings uh, all, all across the city. City Eyes Street Rebuild on Monument Circle. And it's a conversation of repairs needed on the circle that could cost as much as $60 million, a plan that the Ballard administration had and that the Hogsett team is now looking at Anthem, that building is empty. The MS building is going to change in the next year with the purchase of the stations, including WIBC by Urban One, and they're changing their physical location, right? We're, we're going to move to new studios. Um, is this all part of a larger plan of how you create more retail on the circle? Is this a plan about safety on the circle, which has been lacking? Is this about creating the proper face forward what what is the driver here and how will they pay for it yeah I, I, well, the, the paying part of it is a big question but i think that the items you mentioned it's it's pretty much all of the above and as you mentioned uh, during the ballot administration it, it, for many years there's been a lot of focus or a lot of talk about what to do with Monument Circle in terms of traffic flow, in, in terms of getting more people down and, and maybe maybe doing away with traffic, uh, vehicular traffic on, uh, on the circle. All about uh, showcasing the monument, getting um, getting that buzz, that vibe back in downtown Indianapolis, uh, which uh, more recently obviously is – has waned a bit uh, since the pandemic and uh, a number of other things. So uh, I think it's it's all of the above. It has been talked for a long time. Uh, paying for it, as you as you suggest, is uh, is is going to be the big uh, the big factor in all of this as well. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. Uh, how you pay for these things is of course huge, and and uh, there's this conversation that we have and I'm seeing other people have it about you know how you revitalize downtown and and the the argument is is that you know how do you revitalize it post covid the question before us is is covid the thing thing we think is the issue as you talk to business owners and you talk about Indianapolis when you talk about the growth of the growth of the city does everybody pin it on covid and covid alone no, um, and, and I think uh, what you're seeing, too, it, it's a myriad of things, including this, uh, again, post-COVID uh, work environment and remote work. You know, some companies uh, are some companies going 100 percent remote, others a hybrid uh, mix, uh, just people not being in the office uh, as much. So I think that's that's a factor uh, as well. I, I think there's um, uh, a psychology uh, that, that goes with, with this. When you look at downtown Indianapolis, for so many years, has been a vibrant spot in the center of activity for for the city. 
uh, that has, you know, frankly waned in, in the last couple of years and a lot of efforts are, are being made and focused on getting that back. Uh, so I, I think it's not just one thing. I think folks in the business community don't certainly don't plan it just on, on, uh, on COVID, but uh, you, you look at what's happened at Circle Center and obviously there are efforts in trying to get that, that piece of downtown figured out. And that's a big, a big question mark and a big, uh, a big problem uh, on uh, the plate of planners.